Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. Today, we're talking about something actually quite interesting. In the 80s and 90s and even the 70s, the internet was coming about, being created, and it was something super new and novel to the world. Most people hadn't adopted it yet. Um, companies were coming out, to, and they were going to make a lot of money in the years to come. Google and Bing and Yahoo, even computer companies like Apple and phone companies all these companies, companies are going to make a lot of money with this future world-changing service. Well, right now in 2021, we're looking ahead for a new future world-changing service, an evolution of the internet called Metaverse. So we have to start off with explaining what is the Metaverse? Where did it come from? The trend's been thrown a lot around over the years, and it kind of dates back to some literature and science fiction. And it basically means an interactive online world where everyday people can come into it and interact with anyone from around the world. Well, you might think, well, that's practically the same thing as the internet. You can do the same thing. You can go online, interact with people, text people. But this is where you're act- interacting as an avatar. It's in 3D and you're inter- having real life conversation with people um, as if they were right there in front of you. And you can do practically anything. You can play video games. You can host uh, meetings for work or just for fun. And you can buy things. You can go to concerts. Anything you would think of you would do in your real life, you can do here. Just practically just walk around, a stroll around the park. You can do that in the metaverse, interact with practically anyone around the world. So the way this would happen is you'd have on a headset, like a, a virtual reality headset or a control and a controller, and you'd look around. You, you know, it's not like you're looking at a screen. You're looking around in a headset, and you're in a world. That's you look. It seems like you're in a world. Right. I feel like you're, it's transporting you into a new world. It's transporting you into a new world. But in this new world, you can shop on Amazon. You know, that's the Amazon's goal. You can look at products, but you can see a product in 3D where you can almost feel it, right? You're not only looking at pictures, you see the 3D. You can, you can watch Netflix, but you're watching Netflix in 3D and you're watching the, 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 the scene happen around you. Everything, it becomes almost like real life, you know, but it's, it's still fake. Right. And as the technology advances in the future, right, our virtual reality is obviously still a thing, right? It's a thing right now and it's, come a long way since its start, but it's even going to increase and get much, much better as this advances. And so you might think, oh, well, I put on a virtual reality headset before a few years ago, and it wasn't that great. I could tell it was fake. Well, it can definitely become very, very real. But one of the, it's hard to understand what, what, what it feels like and what, it, if you haven't seen a virtual reality headset, what you know, or if you're not in a teenager who's played games where you're, you're kind of put in the scenario and you're put in like a, a world, but a good way to think of it is, is like The Sims. You know, The Sims, you, you're your own your character, you can buy things, you can sell things, you can develop it's property. like a video game, it's like a video game, but you are the sim and you, you know, it's virtual reality. You're seeing what the sim sees and you're interacting with, like, you know, what the, what the sim, what sim is interacting with. Uh, another great example is like ready player one 
there's a movie which was based off a novel um, that, you know, descripted a world where humans would put on a headset and put on some sensors and they could jump into another world. And in that world, they could do everything. They could listen to concerts. They could go see friends. And it was like a way to get out of, uh, out of the human world because the human world had been decimated by war. Um, the real world had been decimated by climate change and everything was destroyed. So people would jump into this fake world and get away. It's, it's also kind of like the Matrix. In the, in the movie, The Matrix, you can, the, 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 the whole world is like a simulation and, you know, the main character takes a pill and realizes it's all a simulation and gets out of it. But everybody else in the world doesn't realize it's all fake. So who, who's creating this and what is it right now? Right now, there are parts of the metaverse created, just like the idea of The Sims. That's an idea of the metaverse. But for, to create a whole metaverse for this to actually be done, you have to have everywhere on the internet. You have to have everyone, companies programmers to all collaborate and create one seamless service where everyone you can jump from Amazon to Apple or to Facebook uh, or to your favorite video game easily like you're in like the real world so all these big tech companies are trying to invest in this trying to make a stake in this before it becomes too big uh, and so they can become the leading players in this and so it's becoming a very popular industry right now actually Facebook just recently a few days ago released that they're funding a research project for 50 million dollars to work on creating the metaverse, answering questions about it, learning how this would work. Uh, they want to create you know, a secure and safe uh, environment where people can do this. And they also want to make sure that, that their service and their part in the metaverse allows for players and people to actually you know, interact with other companies because they realize that part of this is that they're not going to always want to be on Facebook. They're going to want to do other stuff as well. So that's important. Another company that is focusing on the metaverse is Epic Games, and they are most notable for their game Fortnite, which gets millions and millions and millions of players a year. So what they do is they now build interactions inside of the game. So a couple last year, they had two concerts. One was a Travis Scott concert where they released, you know, really cool footage, a really cool Travis Scott concert. In it's the a live video game. concert, but like in the video game. So if you log on to the game, there is... Travis Scott as a character singing his songs. And like when you, I was there and when, when you heard, heard him singing the songs, your controller would shake because you would feel the, the bass of the music. It would, it would kind of be an interactive experience. But then in a metaverse, you'd have a headset on, you know, and you'd be able to see him and it would be a lot more real. The quality of the image would look like, you know, like real world because as computers get better and better, um, they can now generate more realistic images. And uh, as time goes on, the headsets, the virtual, the VR headsets are going to be a lot more realistic. And you're going to be able to watch concerts, you know, surrounded by the music, like, like, it's, like it's the real world. And that's what's so weird to me. Right. Another important aspect of the metaverse is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrencies are really important because when you're in the metaverse and you want to buy something, let's say that's for you as an actual person, but also like you, you can buy something for your avatar even then you're going to need to pay for that. And so a way of paying for that, they're going to say is most likely going to be with cryptocurrencies. So that's going to be very important for this because, you know, without money, obviously, how would this metaverse actually work? And the certain metaverses that, that are using cryptocurrency right now, their goals are to be super decentralized. So right now, the internet is mostly controlled by the United States um, as some other international players. But a lot of people want to take that power away from governments and bring it back to the people and bring it back to a network of computers. And the way to do that is the blockchain. You know, you have the Ethernet blockchain, uh, the Ether blockchain, you have the, the Cardano blockchain, all these blockchains that could build networks on them. Um, so governments don't control and don't validate, you know, interactions on, on the internet. 
the, the people do and the different computers doing the blockchain does. The metaverse, some metaverses, you know, and a lot of people want the metaverse to, to, to run on, on these blockchains. So it's decentralized. Governments can't monitor who's doing what. It's very hard to track who's doing things. Uh, but the problem with this is right now, every company has its own metaverse. Epic Games has, have, has their own metaverse with, with Fortnite. Roblox, another gaming platform, has their own metaverse. Uh, Facebook is going to have their own metaverse. They're, they're not connected, so they can't all use the same decentralized system. In the future, the goal is that they'll all be connected like the internet, and you can easily move between the different spaces. So like on the internet, you can search a, a domain, and you can quickly move from place to place to place on the internet and look at different things. The goal is, is to be do the same thing in the metaverse, but the, the, the moving between the, the platforms surrounds you. So you go through a tunnel and you move from Facebook to, to Netflix. Another tunnel leads you to, to eBay, whatever. The, the point is it needs to be usable on all these different platforms. What if one large tech company ends up connecting all these metaverses and all these websites and companies that where you have one big internet like metaverse that uh, is seamless and it's transitions. Well, then the problem is that instead of having one government controlling the internet, you now have one big corporation doing that. And is that so much better? Now they have you know control over billions of users, which then poses like more problems, which the idea of monopolies, which is also a big problem right now with tech companies. People are saying that they have too much control over the internet. And so a lot of these big tech companies are trying to control this. But and make it decentralized. But at the same time, is this really something that we decide you want to go towards? I was thinking about video games in the metaverse-like places I've been before. Um, I've had a meeting in a metaverse once where I was an avatar and I could speak to other people. I didn't see their faces. I just saw their avatars. A meeting where I was meeting people all around the country and they didn't want to do it over Zoom because they wanted to do something fun. So you'd walk around and, and meet different people uh, with your avatar and, and talk in different spaces. But the, the problem with that was that it got boring. Only thing I could hear was their voice. It didn't feel like the real world, right? It didn't look like them. It didn't, it didn't feel like the, the, the real world. For a metaverse to feel like the real world, it needs to touch at least three sen- senses, okay? Uh, so it should, you, know, you should be able to see it, see it around. You should be able to hear it. You should, in the seeing and hearing should be very accurate. It should look like the real world. You should be able to, maybe even able to, to, to walk in it and interact with it. In Ready Player One, they have like treadmills and you can walk different directions on like a, a circular treadmill to, to show that you, to, to walk in the metaverse. I, in, for this to be effective, we can't just be using a mouse. We have to be able to walk and move our arms and that actually moves the arms of the avatar in the metaverse. It needs to be a full body, full human experience in order to properly replace the, the current world. Right. And people are saying that this will replace the internet. You know, back in the 1990s, the internet releasing was a massive thing. And it, you know, kind of threw away faxes and big technologies back then. And now we have smartphones and laptops and, and smart TVs. But will all of those things be useless now? Because the metaverse now doesn't need a smartphone that has, you know, a 2D touchscreen. Now you can have your 3D sphere. So things we think are like, you know, obviously newest technology right now that we think are like, you know, the best, are they going to be obsolete in 20 years, 30 years? Possibly. The internet is changing quickly and the world of technology is changing quickly. They say that in, in, with technology, there are fast moves forward 
and then many years of kind of slow progression. So there's a big jump, slow progression. So for the past 20 years, we've kind of had a slow progression. And the big jump before that was the internet. Next, you know, we're having the slow progression right now. Maybe the next big jump in technology will be the metaverse. So we'll have to wait and see. That's going to conclude this week's episode of The Young Perspective. We hope you all enjoyed. Make sure to listen next week. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our Instagram, which is the underscore young underscore perspective. And if you want to reach out to us, you can look at our website, theyoungperspective.net, or you can email us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. Thank you everybody so much for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.